You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Steve Sparky, five. Dwight Albert, Spare Time Pro Shop. That's why we call it the Spare Time Bowling Show. He's located in New Berlin. And, of course, Bill Brilo, the king of extra frame, uh, over at PBA.com. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Good morning. We're getting our dancing shoes on this morning, and we're watching you guys dance around here. You have to because you're going to freeze otherwise. <laughs> oh, my God. Six below outside this morning? Seriously, Come in on. Milwaukee today, for those of you listening on the stream or around the country or world or wherever you all listen to for the PBA stuff, it is cold outside. I thought it was cold yesterday, but it's even more cold. And now we're supposed to have snow tonight, tomorrow, and Tuesday. So I believe the forecast yesterday was two to four inches just north of Milwaukee, maybe up to five inches. Yeah, that whole global warming thing is really coming well, through, Well, I don't right? want to get into the whole global warming <laughs> thing. I don't want to get into all that because that ends up in a political talk and then people right, get mad, and I, and I, I don't even want to even bother getting into that. Uh, okay, so today we have your guy coming up mm-hmm. that you talked about or we've talked about numerous times on the show. Honor. He's going to join us in a half hour, yep. so 9.30 uh, Central Time. So go ahead and tell everybody who he is, how you met him, all that stuff. Well, his name is Mo Pinnell. And he is my master instructor. As my daughter says, is he the Yoda and you the young Luke Skywalker? I said, yeah, pretty much so. So um, I met Mo in 93, and uh, and I owe everything of my knowledge to him. I've gone to probably 25, 30 of his classes over the last uh, 24 years. And I, I would say he was the most influential on what I do for a living, not only in drilling, mapping out bowling balls, coaching, um, and he obviously works with the guys on the tour, too, on a, on a national type of level, owns several ball patents on weight blocks, currently co-owner of Radical Bowling Balls uh, with Phil Carnelli. Um, so um, 
I can't say more than anything of, of thank you to him for everything that he's taught me. He's been around a long time. He's done a lot of revolutionary things. I was talking with Johnny Petraglia this past summer on the PBA 50 tour, and Johnny actually gives credit to Mo for winning a big tournament out east of the Newsday in New York City back in like 1975 with a unique drilling on his bowling ball. So Mo's been around this game yes. a long, long time, and it's going to be neat to talk to him and, and get his insights on what's uh, going on with bowling ball technology nowadays. So it should be interesting to see uh, how how that whole thing uh, works out. And we're having him on for a reason, not just to <clears throat> tell stories Correct. about you and him from back in the day. This isn't going to be Star Wars no. Revisited here on the Spare Time <laughs> Bowling Show, is it? No. Okay. No. So, so what are we having him on to talk about? Well, uh, we had Jeff goes on about three, four weeks ago <clears throat> talking about the changes, uh, possibly uh, future changes that our USBC, our governing body, is looking at regarding bowling balls, the way that they absorb oil, uh, how they want to redesign the weight blocks of the ball and, and put more limitations on what, I guess, the manufacturers can and cannot do with a bowling ball. So um, Mo on New Year's Day, put a post out on Facebook I thought was quite interesting, and then um, also read a lot of what people uh, wrote after his post. And so it's just going to be some just good general information of what possibly could be coming down the line and what it means for ball manufacturing. I wonder how much the, the manufacturers, manufacturers have included in so far by the USBC and by the technical specifications department there oh. and what might possibly happen and, or if it's just been this big, gigantic secret conspiracy out of, out of Arlington going on. Well, Chad Murphy's article says that he has talked and worked with the ball manufacturers or have consulted with the ball manufacturers, so it's a start, I guess. Um, so I'll be interested to get, see if he right. had that talk. We're right. going to get more to because I haven't had my say on all this yet. I mean, you guys talked about well, you, it when you I was off a, little bit, a couple of weeks couple ago. Weeks ago yeah. Right, but well, we never really got into it. And then you and I were supposed to talk about it one week mm -hmm. when Phil wasn't here and we left ourselves – Three minutes at the yeah. end of the show. Yeah, we need an hour for this one. <laughs> <laughs> we never really got into it no. all that much. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. we'll, we will talk about the PBA. It's just not going to be in the same order as we normally do it. I, I want to talk about something different today. And it has to do with bowling as an industry. And it has to do with um, locally here in Milwaukee to a certain degree uh, as well. Um, because... So... What was it? A couple of years ago or whatever, um, when the PBA tour was in town. You remember that? 14. Right. Yeah. Um, and I went to the qualifying and all that fun stuff. And I was critical of the bowling center that they held the qualifying at. You remember this? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was at Bolero. Yes. And I was mad about just the quality, how the whole thing was set up. It didn't look like it had been touched since the 70s. I mean, it was, I didn't think it was very good at all. And I, I realized that's where we always have qualifying and everything else. I wasn't impressed. Yeah, the pros felt the same way. Okay, now, okay, maybe, but I took heat in the community because I was, God forbid, I should support Milwaukee in the PBA Tour. How dare I be critical? Well, hey, dude, look, I, I get paid to get my opinion. My opinion was that bowling center wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I've been back to that bowling center since. Never went back. Okay, so that's that's Bolero. So that's, that's in Tosa. So now here comes rumblings and words and marketing. Marketing. <laughs> Spending money for advertising. When was the last time bowling alleys? We've got Castle Lanes, mm -hmm. right? They spend money. Right. The Lanes on 20, he spends money. 
JB's on 41. He's been spending money and doing email blasts and doing a bunch of other stuff. Email blasts really don't count, but I mean, he's been spending money throughout the market uh, as well. But once you get past like those three, I don't know how many other bowling centers really are spending money marketing themselves. So first of all, that was groundbreaking for me that they were promoting it. So I was like, oh, okay. Then, not only were they promoting it, then my fiance, I think it was like a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that, comes to me and says, hey, did you hear about this new bowling alley? New bowling alley? They're building new bowling alleys in Milwaukee? And actually they are. They're getting a, a bowling alley. Did you hear about this? Um, at, oh, no, I can't think of this. Brookfield's. Brookfield Square, Square Mall, right. And it's uh, center out of Chicago, and they're they're tearing down the old Sears because uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be closing, and it's going to be a smaller imprint Sears. So that's what Sears is doing around the country. Like Southridge Sears is already gone. They already closed that one. Brookfield Square Mall, they're going to tear that down, and they're going to open up a smaller version of Sears. So it's going to be mainly like um, tools and outdoor stuff. So the clothes and all that, no longer. Right, so they're gonna open up a smaller version. What's the name of that that facility, Phil? That's coming out of Chicago. Is it uh, Ten Pin Lounge? No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh So okay. So what it is is it's a facility coming in. It's not gonna say it's a bowling center, but within this facility, it's gonna be two levels. I want to say it's gonna be uh, bowling lanes. It's gonna be laser tag, and then it's gonna be whatever the stupid name of it is based off of, which is my understanding of it is. Everybody's in bumper cars, right? And then there's like a ball, and then I think it's like, like, um, like one of those things you use for like for um, uh, lacrosse, like yeah, you catch I've the ball. Heard like the concept, I type can't deal. The name off the top of my okay, head, but yeah, I've heard of that. So you use that. There's a ball, and then there's like a basketball hoop, and you're driving around in like bumper cars, and you have teams, <clears> and you have to pass the ball back and forth, and then try and score. Type in. That's the con- that's the main attraction. To this is that I can't think of the name of the stupid place, yeah. um, but that that's what it's going to be, um, and then on the other portions of it is going to be the bowling lanes and then the laser tag, so that's pretty cool. But I had heard of oh. that, so that's coming. Yeah, not a word. That's that's coming to Brookfield. Yeah. Now, what oh, bowling great. centers is that going to affect at Brookfield? I don't know. If they, I don't know if they'll even have league well, play. It may just it, be open bowling all the time. I was just going to say, and it'll just be a fun experience. Yeah, that's more entertainment. Than anything else, I mean, that's more, you know. I mean, didn't Bayshore try to do something like that years ago? They put a little. They bowling... still got their bowling center there. The I, uh, I pick, I pick, or whatever. I it is. They were. They were talking take about the, taking it out, taking the lanes out, and putting yeah. more movie screens. Yep. Gotcha. So, and I think it's Whirly Ball is what we're thinking of. I think it finally popped. Whirly Ball, that's it. Thank you. Whirly Ball, that's the name of it. Yeah. So that, so if you Google (laughs) Whirly Ball Brookfield, you'll find it. Well, I thought where you were going with this. I'm going. I'm going. I just got sidetracked when I talked about (laughs) building new bowling lanes. Just hold on. So she's like, oh, building bowling. Building new bowling lanes anymore, babe? What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, here, I'll find it. So she found it. An ad or whatever. I'm like, that's not new. They've been around for a hundred years. Yeah. I'm like, let me see that. So I look. Hmm. So yesterday, last night, it was like, I don't know, midnight, whatever. And I'm checking my email because mm-hmm. I didn't check it all day yesterday. My personal email, not my work email. And sure enough, there's an ad promoting Bolero Lanes from noon to four yesterday. Free bowling, free arcade play. And I think they had some type of food special or something going on. I don't know. And I've seen 
the billboards and all this other stuff. And I was like, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, they drop money into that thing, it looks like. Now, oh, yeah. I've not been over there. I've been league there on Wednesday night, so I can So you've seen the remodeled I've look. I've seen the whole thing. Okay, so what okay, let's start first with the basic concept. Yep. What have they done with the lanes themselves? Are they still Nothing. the old lanes? Still yes. the old lanes. The lanes haven't been touched. Lanes haven't been touched. Okay. Everything else but the lanes it's is touched. Is touched. All right, so go ahead. T- give me the tour. New masking units. That are media screens, so every pair of lanes can play. You can watch the football game that's on. So there's not TVs above the lanes. It's all above the pins. It's all above the pins now. Nobody else in the market has that that I know of. Brand new sound system. Uh, They really kind of did a color scheme of red and black to kind of darken things up to kind of make the media mass and everything pop out, stand out. Uh, Hardwood floors instead of carpeting. Brilliant. And the bowlers area. Well, yes and no, because when it snows and people start tracking stuff. Then you have wet, there. and then it's hard for you to get but through with your bowling shoes on. But right. then they, yeah, but then they're working on that, too, by they're bringing out carpet squares. And sure. they're putting those out. So yep. they're, they're learning. It's a little bit of a learning process here and there as it goes along. But they've done a really good job. Uh, if everybody remembers the Burlight Pub, the big main, uh, yes. that's no longer. Uh, oh, that was that's where I, I got to sit to listen to people talk crap about other people. That yep. was fun. I remember that yeah, day. That's yeah. going to be – I've heard a couple of different things that might be happening with it. Nothing's for sure. Yeah, it might like be laser, laser tag, tag something yeah. like that, because a lot of other Bolero locations um, have laser tag as well. They've actually changed the name of the corporation. It's now no longer Bullmore AMF. They just announced it. They changed it to Bolero Corporation. They went the from Bullmore to Bolero? Because the first time Tom Shannon – Came to Milwaukee and saw Bolero and heard the con- heard the name and saw everything was going. On. That's where the wheels for a concept really started coming into play, and that's why they renamed some of the centers. It was you, know, you had the Bullmore centers, the AMF centers, and the Bolero right. centers, and now they've renamed the whole corporation Bolero Corporation. So what about AMF West then on seventy six? That's still it's, that's still close. It's still isn't AM- it? No, AMF West is still there. But is it, no, on seventy six. I was thinking West Dallas. Yeah, yeah but no, is no. it's going to be an AMF Bullmore. That's my question. It's still named AMF. Yeah, it's still it's AMF. Still, so Bolero is going to have its own. They have their own brand leveling. Like Bullmore is the top end recreational, yeah. high end food, all that. And then it's Bullmore. I want to go back. Time. I want to go back to this tour real quick before we yeah, get into yeah. this. So you're saying the bar that was the bar mm-hmm. is no longer a bar. No longer a bar. Do they have a bar? They have service bars on the concourse. But there's no actual there's bar. You no... go in and sit in and watch games. Correct. That's gone. That's gone. So that's like. AMF to a certain degree on 76th or whatever it is. Um, that's how that is. Now, that one, I was just in that one. Yes. New Year's, um, Day, New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve, right? Because Cast Lanes was sold out. Mm-hmm. So I, we go over there and they put in, uh, they expanded like their arcade area. They put in brand new Papa Shot games. They have like a yeah. Bucks one, a Bulls one, a Pacers one, all that. Um, so they put that in, but they still have their regular bar area. That they've had, they haven't gotten rid of that bar area yeah, yet. It's very small. I mean, that bar very, is always very been small. small. Even the yeah. days when it was red it's carpet, like 12, it was large. twelve chairs or yeah. something like that. It's it's not very big, right? Um, but other than that, that's that's pretty much the same. They haven't dumped a ton of money into that thing yet. Correct. Now I'm sure it might be coming in the future, but it hasn't as of now. Okay, so go back to your so. Okay, so we're at Bolero now in yeah. Tosa. So they have uh, an arcade too, right? Yes, large arcade. Uh, Redemption Games, uh, big old. They got the world's largest. Redemption Pac-Man. Games. He's got prizes yeah. and stuff yeah. over there now. Yeah, is that where the grill used to be? Where the grill used to be in the snack bar area used to be at. <clears> that's all filled in now. And okay. that's a fairly small area. room, though. I don't know how. Well, they... they blew out a wall. They got rid of an office that was in there, and okay, you know, and, and moving boy, things oh around. Boy, oh so. boy, I couldn't be more proud. Yeah. You're kidding me. Fine. Dan, Dan Patterson, the GM, he was the GM there for a while, and now he's the uh, he's the area manager for. Boy was he Oakland, there when Milwaukee. I was there? 
Patterson. When I saw I, what I saw? No. That okay. was still the last days of, I believe, Roy Brent before he retired. Yeah. Well, goodbye. And that was a lot of court. Well, no, that was a lot of corporate at the time. Not letting them do anything. That's, well, that's fine. But that yeah. that that was horrible. I, yeah. I'm telling you right now, you can say whatever you want. That place felt like I was in the 1970s. And there were certain aspects well, of that place felt like it hadn't been touched in longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. They spent a million dollars in 2001 when the ladies uh, tour or not tour, but tournament came. Uh, the women's like the men's national USBC tournament, national yeah. tournament came in 2001. So they put in tables and chairs and repainted the walls and spent a million dollars putting in synthetic lanes where Bolero oh, was once put, That's wood. where the cost came. I was yeah. like painting walls right. and chairs and yeah. tables is not a million dollars. Yeah. Well, okay. They, they did so they it put all lanes again. In. Okay. Correct. So that was the last time that So those they approaches are still the same. Yeah, still the wood approaches. Yeah. And, same yeah, the wood approaches. Yep. My I heard even last night someone came up to me um that they are do you know anything, Phil, about them closing the 24 side because it's a two-sided house? I bowl on the 24 side, so I hope not because that's where we bowl Wednesday nights. I haven't heard anything about a closing. Okay. So, but you know, Why like would they do else, that? What would yeah. be the purpose of that? They can uh, do a lot of parties and stuff right. like that on that 24 side. I think it's too valuable for them to, to lose the lane beds. It really is. They can charge a premium on a Friday or Saturday with a big group or a corporate group or something. That I don't think that 24 see, side's going anywhere. I also read somewhere that Tom Shannon sold off um, some of his shares from the bowling alley aspect of it and sold it to one of his business friends that now took over the name of the Bolero Lanes. I read it somewhere like on, on Bowler's mm. Journal. Yeah, all I know is that no they word renamed, on that. Yeah, all I know is that they renamed Bullmore AMF to Bolero Corporation. That's cool. And, you know, it, the okay. concept is, is they, they want to get the Bolero concept into more centers across the country. Sparky might be cool on this, but my concern is, is this is total t- Tom Shannon direction of going toward the recreational bowler and losing the sport. Well, see, but the thing is, we're bowling on Wednesdays. It's a three-man league. It's been there forever, the Bolero, Bolero three-star Masters. Right. I was and part of making, that league. And yeah. they're making sure we stay there. We have $1,500 added to our prize fund this year. Last year I bowled. That helps to keep you. Last year I bowled. <laughs> we bowl a twenty-five. We bowl a short, shorter season. We bowl twenty-five weeks. Mm-hmm. So we start a week after Labor Day. We're done the first week of March. Mm-hmm. Pay twenty bucks a week for bowling. Twenty-five weeks. It's five hundred bucks. I walked out of that league last year at the league after the, at the league banquet with five hundred and forty dollars in my pocket. Well, that's that's great. But Tom Shannon's mo since day one has been more toward the recreational side that he did not very care for. For league bowlers. Let me he, ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask you this. He's old school. I'm, I'm going to – we all are old school. Okay, look. I, I'm in well, my 40s too, so we're all yeah. old school to a degree. Just just answer me this. Do you have – in New Berlin, and you guys have a beautiful bowling center. There's no need to well, – I mean, you always should put more money into it as you go, but there's no mm-hmm. reason to touch that. That's in, in really good shape. Do you guys have league play from the time you open to the time you close seven days a week? No, we have it every night, though. Okay, fine. That's fine. Yeah. So you have it at night. So you have it, like, what, seven six, nights a week? Yeah, 6.30 to 9.30. And the house is full with league from the first lane to the last lane. Correct. Okay, that's very good. I'm guessing that most facilities can't claim the same thing. I'm guessing that most facilities struggle to have it that many leagues in each of their houses. Right. So because of that, and I believe Shannon said this back when he took over, that in his mind, he was going to have, if he owned multiple bowling centers in a, in, a, in a market, there would be one dedicated for league play, and that was kind of going to be the focus there. And then the other ones were going to kind of fill in the spaces with the entertainment aspect of things. Yeah. Now what I think has happened is he looked at Bolero, which apparently is where he got the idea from, 
and the massive size of that facility and said, I can have both. Yep. I can do both. Why aren't I doing both? Because we're ignoring a whole group of people. Now, here's a prime example. Like I said, we've been Wednesday nights. We're going to start till 8 p.m. We're on the 24th side. There's two sides of Bolero for people who haven't been there. There's a 24-lane side, 48-lane side. The 48-lane side has some leagues that get done about 10 after 8. We start at 7.50 for practice. They booked a group. They wanted to expand to more lanes. They wanted to use the whole 24 side. And they could have just simply told them no, and they simply could have just had us pull our league. Or they very they sent everyone on email. They asked nicely if they could move us to the 48 side of the house. And for our inconvenience, they gave everybody a $10 food certificate that night. It's beautiful. That shows a commitment to the league bowlers. That right. They still want to get these recreational people in there. But they know they value us as league bowlers 25 weeks a year that, hey, we know we're going to inconvenience you guys. We're going to make you guys wait an extra 10, 15 minutes. They gave us fresh oil on the lanes like we had on the other side of the house. And they gave us a $10 food certificate. Or and everybody was fine. And everybody was happy. Yeah. I mean, I it's just, a single complaint. See, and that's the, that's the customer service side of things I think you have to take into account for this thing. So, like that, the bowling alley over on 76th Street for New Year's Eve. Yes. We spent, <laughs> if you went the day of, it was like 20 bucks. But you weren't guaranteed lanes. Because, as we all know, New Year's Eve is busy for bowling and New Year's Day. But if you book ahead, it was like 25 or whatever it was, right? Yep. So with that, you got two hours of bowling, shoe rental, uh, two slices of pizza, three chicken tenders, all the soda you could drink with pictures of soda behind the lanes that you could drink, and party favors. They give everybody like a hat or a noisemaker or whatever, right? And then it was that what is that called, glow bowl or whatever it is, yeah. in the dark bowling yeah. type stuff. That's what it was all night. Okay, fine. So I was like, well, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Fine. So we show up, we do it. We're getting our shoes out before this thing starts. It was like 6 to 8 o'clock at night. So it wasn't late in the night. It was a yeah. for earlier thing for the kids. And they, the manager comes around. Says, hey, I'm the manager. Thanks for coming. Well, I'd love to have you come back. You guys got kids? We're like, yeah, sure. Starts giving us game cards for the arcade. Hey, go check out our, our arcade. We got some new games and stuff. I hope your kids have some fun, whatever. Now, again, he did not have to do that. That was not included in the price of admission or anything of the sort, but he just came walking around. But it's that type of customer service because what you saw was you saw the parents go, well, that was cool. We didn't know we were going to get that. That wasn't in- included at all. It's that type of stuff. Taking that next step, what Phil said, with league members moving to accommodate groups. But if you move them, let them know that, hey, we care about you. We're going to give you a little something extra to move you at that point. I think that's a that's a huge deal. Now, yeah. when we come back, I want to talk about the next step in this whole deal here on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. We're still talking at the break about this whole thing because it, you don't understand my frustration. And it, maybe you do if you listen to the show for the last several years. But my frustration around bowling alley's just throwing their hands up and saying, well, there's nothing we can do. It is what it is. And we're done. Or bowling alley saying, well, I, I'm i not going to advertise. You know, where am I going to advertise that people are going to want to go bowling? I don't know where to advertise. Listen to me. I'll, I'll give you a free marketing lesson right here. Where do you advertise? Sports talk station. Stations that have a high amount of female listeners. 
I say the mix or Kiss FM or the only station in town or whatever the case may be. That's where you advertise. That's where you advertise your bowling specials or whatever else. I'll give you another one. We have uh, Milwaukee Perks right here in our building, and that's the discounted coupons or whatever else. You've got Groupon. I just, well, I didn't. Girl, she just got a Groupon for a bowling center with $20 for two hours of bowling and all this other stuff. And I was like, for how many people? Six people. Six people for 20 bucks, you get bowling. Okay? Now, I'm telling you, right now, that place that's doing this deal, they're banking they're going to make their money where? Food and beverage. Correct. That's where they're banking on. And they're going to give you two hours. Now, you can only use it, like, during the week or whatever. But that's that's what it is. So that that's how they're going to make on it. Not every bowling center is willing to go to that degree in order to give themselves up to try and get people in. But everybody's got to do something different. At least with that bowling center, at least they're marketing through that as far as letting you know that they're alive and where they are. Not every bowling center is doing that right now as far as getting themselves out. A billboard? Who sees billboards for bowling alleys around here? Who runs commercials for bowling? Again, Castle okay. Lanes. And I, I'll give you another example. Castle Lanes, Phil Anko in Racine. We sat down with him um, last year. We sat down and we met with him. Our sales guy, me and Phil. He says, all right, I've been with you guys for a couple of years with the bowling show, doing some big show stuff, but I don't really know if it's working. The Jason Belmonte thing we packed, but it was Jason Belmonte. He's like, so this is what we're going to do. I want you to promote the $5 Fridays for me. Right, and this was last spring, so it's going to be summertime. I'm going to have nobody, so I'm only going to advertise with you. I'm advertising this nowhere else. So if we pack this baby, it's all on you. If it doesn't work, then I'll know what I've got. That's it. If it works, you get full credit. Deal. Slammed it, wall to wall, packed it. He couldn't have been happier, right? Yeah. So obviously, it works. My point is is I don't understand either, A, why you have a bowling center and you don't invest in it. If you can't invest in your bowling center, then get out of it. It's like, you ever watch Restaurant Impossible or Bar Rescue? You watch these restaurants and bars just just go away. I watched one episode. It was a, it was a brother and two sisters. The one sister wanted to invest money, take out a small business loan, and update it and modernize it and get it back up to real times. The other two said, no, we're losing money. We're not doing that. We're out. Not doing it. Not going to happen. And it just sat there. And it was a it was a golf club. No, nope, not going to do anything. <laughs> so they just sat there and lost money. And we're on the verge of closing. Now, they may have closed even after Restaurant Impossible. But I mean that that's the type of stuff. So when I see something like Bolero happen, yeah. it gets me excited about the industry. It really does. It gets me pumped up. I just think they have the, the money to advertise where I think a lot of your mom and pa centers don't. Right. There's a, there's, well... You know, Phil's been with me on on Spectrum Cable and advertising there for with the high school bowling. For, for, mm-hmm. That's for more 11, free advertising. That's years. one proprietor, Phil. Yeah, but that's well, more free advertising. Plus yeah. lanes, classically. Yeah. Not to mention everybody that's on my shows, but I'm going to. I mean, there's been a lot of them that have been there for a lot of years, and if it wasn't working for them, they tell me to stop running my ads. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kerry Catania over at Motion Plus Lanes, he gets a lot of group. You know, he's a small 16 lane center. He's kind of older. But he makes sure to get he gets the people in the door to have a good time. If you have a if you have a fundraiser for seventy five people or more over there, he'll give you your bowling for free. Yep. Yeah, because he's gonna make his money back on food, food and, beverage. and beverage. Right. And that yeah. and that's the same idea that you have with minor league sports or whatever right. else. Yeah, tickets are are less inexpensive, but get they're banking the and they're gonna make it back on food yeah. and beverage. That's how this works. Yeah. Bowling doesn't have to be really any different. Now your food can't suck. 
Right. I mean, it's got to be decent. So, and that's that's the thing. Like, Castle Lane's and Racine, good food. Lane's on 20. He's got the the Irish sports bar, the whole deal. So he he upped his game when he took that over and invested a lot of money in building that thing. So you have the different JBs on 41. They got great pizza, homemade pizza. So there's different aspects. You guys over in New Berlin have that huge, beautiful bar area that by itself would stand alone and should be packed every night. And we used to do our NFL draft show right. there. Again, that's, that's something else. So if you have it, I think you could use it. I really do. Yes. And then the other thing is, and I... So the bar area by you guys. Now, if it were me, and I don't know, maybe they're doing this or not, but if it were me, anytime anybody came into that place, I'd offer them, like, two games of free bowling. Game of free bowling. Every every bill that came out with a receipt on it gets you, however many people are sitting at that table, each get a game of free bowling or whatever it is. So if there's a party of four, you get four games of free bowling for eating in our bar area. Four games of free bowling. Come check us out sometime. Cross-promotion. Cross because you very well may have people coming into that bar because it's an awesome bar with the yeah. flat screens and everything else, and coming in there to eat and drink because they love the bar or have parties because you guys have parties and yeah. all that stuff. I've been to parties and stuff there. And use that to promote the other side of the building. It just does. It, it makes all the sense in the world. And if I'm bowling, maybe I throw a free appetizer or something on it to get them back to the other side if they've never been in the bar because you have two really good entities together in the same building. Right, I agree. Makes sense, but but that that's why I, again we should maybe have talked about PBA. But I was too fired about this Bolero <laughs> thing because I did I, I ripped Bolero and yeah. I wanted to make sure that I I was even keel and level headed about this and wanted to give them love because yeah. they put their money where they should have put their money years ago and now I'm going to go back over there and I want to see it. And I'll right. tell you what, as a league bowler there, I am not planning on going anywhere next year. Yep, that's and good you know, stuff. I'll, and you watch. I, they're open bowling and all that other stuff will immediately fill up. Oh, it, it already has. Guaranteed. Yeah. It will. And why, part of the reason is they're marketing it. Right. And now people know that it's there. That, that's the other thing. All right. Coming up next, Mo Pinnell. Radical bowling. We'll talk about these possible changes coming to USBC where you may have to go buy yourself a new bowling ball. Yes, it might happen. Stay tuned. Castle Aids Spare Time Bowling Show here on the Fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, Dwight Albert, Phil Brylow, and joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. So you called him Yoda? Right? My daughter said. He, oh, your daughter said he's yeah. Yoda. And right? I'm the young Skywalker. Yeah. You're the young Skywalker. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> joining us now is Mo Pinnell from Radical Bowling here on the Spare Time Bowling Show. Mo, thanks a lot for coming on. My pleasure, gentlemen. Are you okay being called Yoda? Are you good with that? No? I'm going to be anything you want to call me as long as it's not late for dinner. I'm just fine. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, okay, so I'm going to let Dwight start this thing off because th- this is really um, we have Carmen Salvino on from time to time, and I, I tell him and him and Dwight get into their geeky talk uh, and really technical talk, uh, which sometimes loses people from time to time. But in this instance. Uh, I, I think we have to kind of have that that talk so people kind of understand a little bit more about what the USBC is possibly uh, talking about doing with the bowling balls and what they're going to be requiring for people that want to bowl in the USBC leagues or whatever else, what they're going to have to use. Mo, can you describe what they're kind of proposing at this point? Well, I can go by what I know. I've uh, seen the written proposal that the uh, USBC has sent to all the manufacturers. And uh, there's two areas that they want to change the specifications. 
Now, let me start by saying uh, any sport needs rules and specifications because if you don't have them, you have chaos. So, yes, we need rules and specifications. Okay. They're addressing two areas. One is uh, the design of the bowling ball as to the amount of total differential that an undrilled ball can have. Total differential, for those that are not knowledgeable in the area, represents the flare potential of the bowling ball, how far the axis will migrate as the ball goes down the lane. That's what causes different oil rings on the ball as you throw it. The other area of specification that they want to they want to address is the cover stock. They want to control the ability of the cover stock to absorb oil. Now, let's start out and, and let me give you an idea of an area that I think we need that needs to be addressed and I haven't heard anything about it yet. In any sport, when you change specifications, change the golf ball, change uh, the size of a baseball glove, change uh, parameters on a bat, change a football, most of the governing bodies will tell you what they're attempting to change and why they're going to do it, and then tell you the documentation that says this change will accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. My surprise is that I have, we have heard so far nothing from the USBC, the powers that be at the USBC, as to what they're trying to accomplish by changing the specifications. I have no problem with the change in specifications. What are we trying to accomplish? Somebody describe to me why we're doing this and show me the research and documentation that says this will accomplish the task you're looking for. Okay, does that make sense to you guys? Sure does. Yeah. Okay. What has happened is they have sent out a letter to all the manufacturers talking about what they're trying to change. Then they, USBC, visited at least the three major manufacturers. I can't comment on whether they went to the others, but I am aware of the fact that they went to uh, Muskegon to visit Brunswick, Deviate, Radical. They went to Hopkinsville to visit EDI, which has four brands, mm -hmm. and then they went to Utah to visit Storm Products, which has three brands. So in that accomplishment, they visited 10 brands. I don't know if they went to anybody else. And they explained what they're trying to accomplish. So they talked about the change in specifications on the differential and also on the cover stock. There are some areas of concern that arise from their intent so far. The current specification on flare, which is total differential of an undrilled ball, is 060. They want to reduce it to 045. Okay, that's a very simple procedure. We can measure that. That's easily measurable and it's very accurate. We have RG swings, Dewey, I'm sure you visited uh, the USBC headquarters when they were still in Milwaukee and they showed you how the RG swing works. That can be done, and they've been 
controlling that since the system of bowling was put in place. Yes. So that's not a problem. Okay. And now let's talk about the cover stock. They sent the procedure to the manufacturers on the cover stock. There is an area of serious concern with the cover stock specifications. If you go through them in detail and you use accepted statistical practices, if they measure the oil absorption ability of a cover stock, the error rate on the test that they're using is 33%. Now, as far as I'm concerned, any error rate of 33% basically makes the test invalid, in my opinion. Well, and, That's and, just my personal opinion. Well, and Mo, I mean, you talk about oil absorption. And let's go back to the 70s with the soaker and Don McCune. What keeps somebody, if you guys manufacture a bowling ball, if, if Radical's forced to manufacture a bowling ball with a certain oil absorption rate, what's it to keep you or I or anybody else that's a lead bowler from sticking a ball in a bucket of MEK and, and, and well, opening that's up easy. the pores? They've got, a, they've got a hardness specification. And anything Once, that, will, that will swell the bowling ball to increase the oil absorption rate will also soften the ball. So that's easily checked. Just hit it with a durometer, and if it's I, over 72, you're okay. Unless I go to a, yeah, but unless I go to the USBC national tournament, nobody's coming to my league with a durometer. No, well, <laughs> nobody's coming I mean, to your league to check the to check a whole lot of things, to check the static rates. There's a there's not a whole lot of things being done. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But let's just talk about it. If there is done accurately, currently the way the test was explained to the manufacturers the error rate is 33%. That means that if you do the same test three times on the same ball, you could get a result that would vary 33%. I don't even have to talk anymore about that, do I, guys? No, no, no you don't. But this is this is my question. Again, I'm, I'm kind of the fan on the show. I, I'm not uh, into the technical aspect of things. But, but as a fan on the show, I, I have lots of concerns about it. But my, my question to you is is this technology going backwards? I mean, would this be like going on the PGA Tour and telling them they have to use uh, wood woods now? The metal woods are gone, can't use those anymore. We have to go back to the, the way it used to be back in the 70s and, and use wood. Is that what this is? Because that's what it feels like to me. All current balls pass their oil absorption test. The only thing they don't pass is the differential test. So reducing the differential to 045 is just going to reduce the flare potential of the ball. I don't understand what they think they're accomplishing. They may be thinking they're accomplishing uh, uh, reducing the hook potential of the ball by reducing the flare of the ball. I don't think there's a direct relationship there. Again, we haven't heard from them exactly what right. they're trying to do. Right. So my next you question know, is this. To, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Okay, number one. Right. And two, where's your research that says this change will accomplish what you're trying to? Because you haven't even told us what you're trying to. The, the other thing I have, again, from a fan perspective, I could ask Dwight this, but since you're on the show, I'll ask you. Um, so the fan at home with his ball, and he says, okay, so if this happens, he said it's only changing the differential, whatever else, does that mean I can bring it into my local pro shop and they can fix my ball and I don't have to buy a new one? Or does that mean I'm going to have to buy a brand new bowling ball? If the differential of the undrill ball is over 045, you're going to have be grandfathered a certain amount of time, and that's an area of 
conjecture yet. We can't. We're not even going to get into that. Right. They're going to grandfather it for so long and say you have you can use this ball for so long, and if the ball doesn't meet the new specifications when the grandfather clause is up, then you have to get a new bowling ball. That's well, correct. But they've well, already done that once. They changed yes. the differential back in the, the early 2000s from 080 to 060. Yes. That was the biggest thing, Mo, that I was thinking about. When, two things that I thought about right away was, just like you said, is what is Mr. Murphy trying to approve, do by this? Number one, what's he trying to prove? And then number two, who's going to police it on a, a nightly basis in your league or tournament? Well, they'll have a list of the balls that, that, that are approved. All you got to do is look, and if that ball's not on the approved list, you can't use it. That's the way it works right now. Mm-hmm. There is a list of approved bowling balls. It comes every Tuesday, the USDC updates the list. So if your ball isn't on that list, you can't use it. So what, that doesn't change anything there. Yeah, but the bottom line is why is he trying to stop technology We don't know. Bowling? He just right. said it. Mo doesn't know. That's what he's waiting to find out is what's the reasoning of why we're doing this. Okay, let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's look at it from the bowling ball per- perspective, or the bowling ball manufacturer perspective. Mm-hmm. So if this occurs, then obviously you guys are all going to have to make new bowling balls. But at the same time, everybody's going to have to buy new bowling balls. So did the bowling ball manufacturers make or lose money in this deal? It depends on the implementation. Here's what's going to happen. If they grandfather existing technology for a long period of time, there's going to be a lot of people saying, Hey, this ball's got an 06055 diff. I don't want to go to the lower diff because I personally feel whether you are or not, I'm getting an advantage from this increased flare. Therefore, I'm not going to buy another ball until I have to. See, that this is critical here in the, from a business perspective. If you make it too short, then it's not fair to the consumer. If you make it too long, I anticipate we'll lose some of the manufacturers. They will not be able to survive because it could hurt sales, possibly, by people saying, I'm going to hang on to this ball. It's a better ball. According, They reduced the specs. This is obviously a better ball than what they had. Therefore, I'm not going to buy another ball until I have to. There's an area in there that there's a concern on my part that we could lose some of the smaller manufacturers. Yep. See, that's the angle I I, I had thought about that as far as how long the grandfather is. Now, the grandfather is a year uh, or something like that. That's not too long. But the grandfather is like five years. But that or, might be hard on the consumer. My my opinion, which isn't valid, it's just me. There are warranties on bowling balls for two years is the general warranty right now. There is a brand or two that would have a three-year warranty. But the the the... the, the warranty that exists currently on any manufactured bowling ball the vast majority of them is two years to me that's the natural grandfather if there's a warranty that's two years then that would be i would not set the grandfather at anything less than that but if you go much more than two years you could lose some manufacturers and guys i've been around this business a long time dewey you know i've worked for different manufacturers three or four of them now yep okay Bowling ball manufacturers are a positive force in the business of bowling. No question. They advertise and they promote. I don't think anything that would was detrimental 
or would cause us to lose manufacturers would be good for the sport. Absolutely not. Yeah, I agree. I think and it I could agree. cripple the PBA, too. I mean, you got to look at trickle-down effect. This could start from the PBA all the way down to your average league bowler. How would it affect the well, PBA, the PBA, too? The PBA has the ability to set its own specifications. Right, so they don't have to go about with what USBC does outside of no. the, the U.S. Open or whatever. I guess that would be the only thing. But other than that, it's all their own specifications. They're on their own for USBC. But where I think it does affect it, uh, would be if you start losing bowlers and start losing interest in bowling because people don't want to spend the money to go get new bowling balls. And would you see more league play come out of this, which aren't USBC sanctioned? And you know these leagues start taking votes of, okay, do we all want to get new bowling balls or do we all want to just stay with what we have and just not be sanctioned anymore? Where I was going with this was I that- was I was in a small town, and, and Dewey, you know how much I travel. I was in a small town. I can't re- re- remember at this time exactly what, what, what which one it was. And I was talking to couple of proprietors we were not that we've ever sat in a bar and had a drink and talked about things no, not in this industry, no. cc and uh, water we were talking right exactly we were talking and somebody that was there was aware of the uh local usbc association they said that uh, they were down 300 league bowlers and this was a small association we're down 300 league bowlers this year and the proprietors that were there, which were very knowledgeable, and there were a couple of them from town, or pretty much most of the bowling centers in that town, if not all of them, and they said, but our business is up this year. We're, we're, ha- we're having a, good, a decent year. We're up in business this year. So I said, wait a second. If they're down in sanctioned league bowlers and you're up in business, Maybe we're not losing bowlers. We're just not having league sanction. Right. Yep. That's and exactly I'm opposed right. to that. We need regulations. We have chaos without regulations and rules. Yeah, no question. You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. Mo, thanks so much for coming on, man. We got to run. You, Mo. The, the show's going to be coming to a close here shortly. I got to get some more commercials played. So thanks so much for coming on the show, man. And I'm sure we'll get you on another time. Okay. You bet you. Take okay, care. There's some other issues. Let's do it. Again, after we find out, yes. and by the way, the USBC committee is meeting the end of January to decide what implementate what they're going to implement. Let's have another talk after they do that. Deal. Done. We will definitely do that for sure. Mo, we'll talk to you then, man. Thanks so much for coming on. It's my pleasure, guys. Have a great day. All right, man. Mo Pinnell from Radical Bowling. Join us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Committed to personalized, common-sense lending since 1935. When you're in the market to buy, build, renovate, or refinance, discover the benefits of simply local banking. Visit greatmidwestbank.com. We'll come back and talk about his comments straight ahead. Welcome back. Castle 8 Spare Time Bowling Show. Dwight wanted to go talk so much more. I was like, I've got 80 seconds left. (laughs) Another hour in (laughs) Get it in. Get it in, Dwight. Uh, You know, we'll go back to it quickly to what Mo Pinnell said there from Radical Bowling. Thanks so much for coming out, and hopefully we'll get him out again uh, in the future. Uh, Probably in February would be my guess. But he said, small little town, 300 less league members. Uh And he took that, and he made that to be, well, they must be on section leagues then. Because you're up. But I don't think that's what it is. I, I think the reason you're up is because open bowling is up. Families are bowling with their kids. Date nights with high school and college kids or, or uh, 
you know, different people. I think that's why it's up. I don't think it's unsanctioned leagues. Now, again, he was talking to these guys. I wasn't, but that's how I would read it. That goes back to the start of the show at Bolero Lates, what they just did with that whole rebottle. That's why you do what you do. It's because you have leagues. Yes, those are important, but you have to fill in the rest of the day so you're not sitting in an empty bowling center. And that's what people are trying to do. And I think they're doing it uh, the right way at this point. All right, that'll do it. Dwight, good talk. Glad you were able to get in. <laughs> Dwight Albert, Castle Spare Time Pro Shop, or Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brown from Extra Frame uh, over at PBA.com. No show today, right? No, no show, show today. today. At no PBA. show till uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So enjoy some football. Talk to you next Sunday here at 9 o'clock.